Welcome back to Random Serling, the podcast where two brothers watch episodes of either The Twilight Zone or Night Gallery and then discuss and then argue with each other about how we would rank them. <laughs> I'm Dan and uh, this is Brandon. I wouldn't I wouldn't say we argue. I just feel like we have our opinions about it. Well, you know, argue maybe it sounds stronger than what I meant. We have a discussion. Sh- we discuss. We have a friendly debate. <laughs> We're not fighting. We're just having a discussion. <laughs> Don't worry, kids. We're not going to break up. I wish that's definitely yeah. That's that's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm, that's what I'm gonna tell Cynthia from now on. Like, no, we're not fighting. We're having a discussion. <laughs> a very loud. Sometimes we have a very animated discussion. Sometimes we throw things at each other during a discussion, but it's still just a discussion. <laughs> So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about this episode because I just got to watch Twilight Zone. <laughs> so that alone, you're, Night Gallery, you're, you're feeling good about this discussion. I am. Night Gallery didn't bring me down. All right. Well, uh, let's start off with the Midnight Sun. How about that? All right. So it's season three, episode ten of the Twilight Zone. This one was uh, written by Rod Serling himself. I think it originally aired in 1961. So the the Midnight Sun, um, rather than me do like the whole summary, let's just kind of talk through the episode. Do you have notes on this one that you're referring to, or are we going off mine? No, I've, I've got I've got some. Um, it, but this was one of those that was kind of like, it didn't grab my attention right away, so I kind of was just, ugh. But I got some stuff written down. I didn't catch any of their names because they were. I missed. I just missed him. I guess when they were talking about him. That's all right. Uh, Norma is our main character. Is it Norma? Okay. It had. Yeah, it is Norma. It has to be because I know they when they talk about the. Yeah. It is Norma because the. And that's why, like, the beginning of this episode is her painting, and then going to get a drink of water. Because it's hot. Yes, it's it's over 110 degrees. I think there's a shot of a thermometer. Right. Um, so it's super hot. Norma is painting uh, like a city skyline. With a giant sun in the middle of it. Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, it's like a quarter to midnight. Man, this has an 8.6 out of 10 star rating <laughs> from 2,100 people. You sound disappointed. No, I'm just saying, like, man, it's it's crazy. But yeah, so she's painting. You can tell it's hot. She's sweating. She goes to she goes to the fridge. Takes the smallest drink of water I've ever seen in my entire life, which you come to find out why later. Yeah, we uh, we learn that the Schusters is like a family in the building. Uh, they're heading to Toronto. Because he has a cousin there. Yeah, and uh, and then the landlady, uh, who's that? Miss Miss Bronson, Mrs. Yeah. Bronson. Yeah, Mrs. Bronson's like, well, it's just the two of us now. Are aren't you gonna, aren't you gonna leave? And uh, and Norma says no. That she keeps having a crazy thought that she's gonna wake up and it'll it'll never have happened. It's just a crazy dream. Yeah, and so then we get the opening narration from uh, from Serling. And the the earth has been knocked off of 
orbit or something yeah we it's like yeah we're knocked out of our normal orbit and so that's that's why the sun is so big in our painting because we're like getting closer and closer to the sun it's the end of all days is coming i think at one point they say it's like tomorrow in the middle of this they say it's like tomorrow yeah and it's like it's never uh it's like never night anymore so it just keeps getting hotter and hotter and that's what they make the the water's only going to be turned on for an hour a day. Oh yeah, and they're listening I guess that's to, to their... keep it from keep it from boiling. Oh yeah, they're they're having to ration things. There's a, there's a radio announcer at one point, and he like he like deviates from the script, and you hear and him yells it. You hear him yelling at people. <laughs> yeah, you hear him getting. He's getting like manhandled. Like somebody comes in and and takes Let him off go. the air because he's uh, he's not saying what they want him to say, and then the power goes out. And um, yeah, and there's a point at which there where Mrs. Bronson asks uh, Norma, "Please paint something cool. Don't paint the sun." Um, it gets uh, then it's like the it's then it's over 120 degrees. I think at one point Norma actually burns herself on the windowsill. Didn't did she go to the store before that, or was that? Uh, I think that is. Maybe she went before. Maybe I missed that in my notes. What do you have there? Well, it's because I know she goes to the store and comes back, and Mrs. Bronson comes into the hallway and helps her in, and she says she got juice. Oh, and yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Bronson wants to open the juice and drops it and apologizes for acting like an animal. Yeah, that was before that. Yeah, because she just really wants some fruit juice. <laughs> but could you imagine if it was 110 degrees outside? Or over 110 degrees, and there's no air conditioning. What that fruit juice would have tasted like? Like hot lava. Yeah, some nice hot fruit juice. Because it was it was the six it was the 60s. It couldn't have been good fruit juice. Who knows? I don't know. Sometimes they say that food from that era tasted better because it didn't have as many like preservatives and stuff in it. Mm. Uh, preservatives make it better. Well, they certainly make it last longer. Well, he definitely, definitely causes cancer. <laughs> so yeah, so we got that. We got that going for us. <laughs> but yeah, so then, so then the yeah, so she burns her hand, and then when does the? Oh, I must have missed it. But where did the guy come from? That like forces himself into the room, or no, Mrs. Bronson lets him into the room. So there's a, there's a, there's a roof door that opens and this guy like, yeah, I think he came from like up above in the building and they shut themselves in Norma's place, I think is, is what I've got here. And he's like, come on out and be friendly, baby. <laughs> he's like trying to, trying to get in there, but Norma gets a gun and warns him to stay away. Yeah, but why? I never, under, I didn't understand why Mrs. Bronson opened the door. Because she's out of her mind. It's like hot, and she's not thinking straight. But oh. uh, yeah, the guy says calls him crazy dames and says that it's too hot to play games. And uh, oh, I made a note that said I th I think it's too hot to be wearing a <laughs> a jacket because the guy's it's 120 degrees and he's wearing like a sea seersucker. Jacket. He had his blazer. He had his blazer on and then a handkerchief tied around his neck and that was it. Because he wasn't wearing a shirt. Yep. And so uh, 
he's like uh, he tells a sad story and then they uh, are wondering why 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 don't they just burn up why won't it end um <laughs> doesn't he and then he apologizes and leaves yep uh, Mrs. Bronson at one point is uh, is so hot that she's like practically gonna like make love to Norma's waterfall painting, <laughs> and then she drops dead. And then Norma drops. Yeah, the, the well, the, the thermometer she bursts. Screams. Yeah. yeah, the painting melts, uh, and then suddenly it's dark and snowing, and the doctor and Mrs. Bronson are caring for Norma. And it turns out that the scenario is exactly the opposite of what she was dreaming about. It was cold. She was sick. Exactly. And so, so it was. So it was all just a dream. Like she thought it was. That was the craziest part for me. Because she made that comment to Mrs. Bronson. That she thought like she kept having this thought that she was going to wake up and it was all going to be a dream. Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. I was just pulling up a, a plot summary on Wikipedia just to make sure I, I didn't miss that. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, it turns out that Norma's been it really just has a high fever. It's minus ten outside, and the Earth, uh, moving close to the sun was just a fever dream. Uh, it's actually quite the opposite. So it's not that oh, it's just a dream and everything's okay. It's oh, it was just a dream. Actually, we're freezing to death instead. <laughs> I would much, I would much rather be cold than super hot, though. Well, they say that freezing to death is the better one because you just sort of go numb and you and you lose consciousness, as opposed to being totally miserable until you feel like you're about to burst into flames. Oh yeah, for sure. If I had to choose between the two, I would definitely turn choose freezing to death. I think it would take me longer than most people. I'm pretty thick. Yeah, so just uh, just filling in the gaps in my notes, yes, it does confirm here that the guy, the looter, is what they refer to the guy as here, that he entered the building through the roof access door because Mrs. Bronson forgot to lock it. Stupid, stupid Mrs. Bronson. Crazy old biddy. <laughs> Too busy thinking about her fruit juice needs. And her waterfall painting. Oh, here, yeah, here's the quote from the radio presenter that got uh, pulled off the air. He's angry, and he goes off script, and he says, you could fry eggs on your sidewalk and heat up soup in the oceans. <laughs> and then they drag him off mic. <laughs> Wait a minute, hey, what are you doing here? You can't come in here. I'm on the... Hey, hey. Get your hands off me. Oh. Maybe if we go on long enough and uh, we, we develop uh, more than one, one listener... Uh, We'll uh, we'll get drug off the air at some point. We can shout look forward to, to that. Shout out to Stephen Wynn. Listener Stephen. That's two episodes he's been mentioned in. That's right. We love our listener. <laughs> some shows say we love our listeners, but we don't have evidence that we have more than one. So we, do. we don't count our family. Caleb may or may not still be listening. He may, he may be upset that you're now um, been elevated to co-host. We should we should get him on one of these. Well, now that now that we have you know uh, you know quality equipment set up, uh, we maybe could actually do that. Would he have to come to my house though? <laughs> we wouldn't have to. We could just tell him to buy the same equipment that uh, that you have. 
You know he probably already has it, knowing him. You know it actually it actually works better if everybody's not in the same room because then you have to be really careful about talking over each other because it'll bleed over into the other mic. Oh, um, so anyway, um, so just quick uh, wrap up on the Midnight Sun. Uh, sounded like maybe not your favorite. Uh, not my favorite. Not my favorite Twilight Zone. But I mean, it's pretty good. Makes you think about stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid. It's a solid. You know, classic Twilight Zone twist. I I did like that the twist wasn't that just everything was fine. That the twist was like, no, we're all still dying, just not just not of heat, <laughs> just not as quickly as we hoped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that was uh, that was that one. Now uh, we have uh, what uh, this is one that gets a lot of references and other things in uh, uh, our other episode to talk about uh, this time. Uh, season three, episode eight. So this one actually aired uh, a couple weeks before the Midnight Sun. This one's called "It's a Good Life." It takes place in a uh, what I believe is a fictional town in Ohio called Peaksville, and we get introduced to uh, to Mister and Missus Fremont and uh, little Anthony. And Anthony Fremont is ten years old, and we, Rod tells us that he's the monster. And so, uh, so we learned pretty quickly that Anthony has some special powers. Would you like to, uh, tell us a little bit more about that? I mean, I didn't think so. He's just like a psychic or something. I don't know. It was weird. It definitely, it definitely, it definitely threw me for a loop when he was doing the intro and the talking about the monster and, uh, then they zoom in on this like six year old boy and that's who the monster is. Yeah. So Anthony actually, his powers are much more extensive than just, uh, being a psychic. psychic. He, he can, he's effectively all powerful. He's, I would compare him to Magneto, but instead of just being able to move metal, he can mess with people. He can basically create anything he wants. He's, he's essentially like a God. Yeah. Yeah, like look at this three-headed gopher I made. Oh wow, Anthony, that's real good. Yeah, that's the so that's what you quickly discover is like, hell, oh, hey, what are you up to, Anthony? He's like, I made a gopher with three heads, and he's like super excited about it. He's made this terrible monster. Yeah, but everybody else is just like, because didn't didn't uh, didn't he say in the narrative like, didn't Rod Sterling say like? Be careful what he, be careful what he think or what you think around him because if it's not a happy thought, he doesn't like bad thoughts. He'll make you disappear. Type stuff. Yes, uh, in fact, here let me just uh, I'll I'll crib from the actual narration here. He says, "Oh yes, I did forget to tell forget something, didn't I? I forgot to introduce you to the monster. This is the monster. His name is Anthony Fremont. He's six years old with a cute little boy face." and blue guileless eyes but when those eyes look at you you'd better start thinking happy thoughts because the mind behind them is absolutely in charge this is the twilight zone yeah so it's a creepy little kid it's just ridiculous i said 10 years old but he's actually six you're right i like how he says he's got blue eyes but you can't tell that because it's in black and white (laughs) like wow thanks it really puts it into perspective yeah we'll take rod's word for it on that one yeah Um, he probably got brown eyes 
Yeah, I, I, like you say, he makes the gopher with three heads. This is what his he not only says that, but he says, "I made a gopher with three heads, and now I'm done playing with him, so I'll make him dead." And he goes, and then Bill, the the guy from the store, is just like, "Oh, that's that's real good, Anthony. That's real good. That's real good that you did that, Anthony." <laughs> and that's what I that's what I realized as I watched that episode. Is that how I re- that's how everybody made him feel good about what he was doing? Is this such a that's that's real good, Anthony. Oh, that was real good. I'm glad you did that, Anthony. It was good that you did that, Anthony. It's very repetitive. Yep. He doesn't like dogs. He basically doesn't like anything. I come to you come to realize while watching the show. Well, it's it, you know yeah exactly because I mean because he's a six year old kid so he's he he's constantly not happy with whatever he has and he's not mature enough to you know understand that he shouldn't just do whatever he wants and never and that sometimes a kid needs discipline and all that i mean imagine you know we we both have young kids (laughs) imagine a scenario where you can't tell them to do anything they don't want to (laughs) do well i just love that in the beginning of the show they show the power lines cut they show the car flipped over the re- the refrigerator not plugged in, but then the rest of the time, anytime there's a shot outside, the car's still flipped over in the driveway. Like nobody went back and flipped the car back over. Yeah, and so when he when somebody makes him angry, um, interestingly, he doesn't sell. He doesn't kill them. He sends he, them to the cornfield. Yeah, he sends them away to the cornfield, which is like, and effectively what he's done with Peaksville is it's basically cut off from the rest of the entire universe. So it's like he's, you know, picked up this town and it's it's all that exists in uh, in creation. And so they've got to grow their own food and, and they don't have a lot of supplies and all that because, because he's, because he's a kid, he's not thinking about like, Oh, I guess I better like, you know, create some soap. Yeah. We need this to survive. (laughs) Yeah. Instead he's like, he's creating, you know, monstrous, you know, creatures and things. Yeah. He's, he sneaks up on his dad and his dad said, Oh, I was looking for you. And he said, Oh, I was in the barn looking at the cow. Oh, you're not playing a trick on me again, Anthony, like you did with the pigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, uh, and but he doesn't understand like the stuff he's doing is wrong, and that it's um, that it's making nobody want to be with him. He he wants some kids to play with, but apparently the last ones who played with him, he sent away to the cornfield because he didn't like them. And uh, and and there you go, because it's other it's other kids, and the kids, uh, unlike the adults, the kids don't know better. To, to not to lie and say that everything Anthony does is fine. The kids were probably just like, Hey, I don't like when you do that. And he's like, well, fine. Then I'm sending you to the cornfield. Um, but, but yeah, so they're cut off from everything, but Anthony still lets them have an hour of TV every week. And he, which is he, his creation. So like he thinks up what, uh, would be interesting to watch and everybody gathers in his living room and he shows them all whatever terrible things are in his mind <laughs> on the TV. And uh, they just always tell him, like, oh, well, that's so much better than what used to be on TV, Anthony. Uh, your programs are really good, Anthony. <laughs> Everything so good, Anthony. is really, really glad you did that. 
Yeah, and so this particular week after the after the TV's over, they uh, the adults celebrate. Uh, let's see, Dan, I think is the guy's name, uh, Dan Hollis's birthday, and his wife gives him a, a bottle of uh, booze, which is one of the only, only a couple that are left, and she gives him a Perry Como record. I'm going to guess you're not a big uh, Perry Como fan. Mm-mm. Um. He he's really excited about listening to the record, but everybody reminds him that Anthony doesn't like singing. But he gets uh he gets a little loaded from the brandy. I think it's funny that he doesn't like singing, but he likes the piano. Right. Yeah. The uh, but yeah. So the so Dan gets a little lit and uh, he starts complaining about stuff about not being able to listen to his record and how they can't even sing Happy Birthday to him. And he confronts Anthony and calls him a monster and a murderer. And uh, Anthony's getting... You're a bad man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan yells like, you know, somebody, you know, attack him from behind. and, and Hit and, him with something. Yeah, <laughs> end, end it. And, uh, and Aunt Amy, who can't sing anymore because Anthony took away her ability to, she starts to like grab uh, something to hit him with, but, but nobody, she and nobody else have the courage to actually follow through on it. And Anthony transforms Dan into a Jack in the box. (laughs) Oh, that was, yeah, that was messed up. And, uh, which, which like his wife freaks out about the adults are horrified um and, and then his dad's like please anthony just make it go away to the cornfield and he does um and then uh, let's see here and then anthony makes it snow and um and the snow's gonna like kill off a bunch of the crops that they've been growing and they'll probably starve to death and anthony's father starts to tell anthony that he's this is not good they're gonna lose half the crops anthony yeah and then uh and everybody's kind of like looking at him like what are you doing and the father just says but but it's good you're making it snow it's it's real good and boy tomorrow's gonna be a real good day (laughs) and um and yeah so and and this this one's a little different. Like the the outro, like Serling says, like you know, no comment here. Just uh, just wanted to introduce you to one of our very special citizens, little Anthony Fremont, uh, who lives in a, a village called Peaksville, in a place that used to be Ohio. And just to, it's basically like just a reminder: if you ever encounter him, you should only think good thoughts. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's it. That's just yeah. I don't know. It was different. Definitely made me glad I didn't have a younger sibling growing up. Yeah, they could they could be the worst. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, I was uh, I was gonna find you. Uh, oh, here's a little uh, here's a little Perry Como for you. Oh yeah. Papa loves mambo, mama loves mambo. Look at him sway with it, getting so gay with it, shout no lay with it, wow. Pa- All right, so, uh, yeah, so, whoop, uh, whoop, hey yo. <laughs> so, yeah, poor, uh, poor Dan. All he wanted to hear was a little uh, Papa loves mambo, but Anthony said no dice, I guess. Yeah, I'm just, so now I, yeah, I've heard those, I remember those now. 
there was a uh, this once again uh, there was a Simpsons Halloween episode, of course, where they uh, this is a pretty famous episode. So they they did a thing where Bart was uh, was the one with the powers, and uh, I think at one point he turns Homer into a Jack in the Box. Oh, really? Yeah, or a Homer in a box. Oh, here we go. Slowly, slowly, don't make a sound, don't even think, because he can hear your thoughts. And when he's least expecting it, bash his head in with a chair and the monster. <laughs> ah! <gasps> Bart! Lisa did it. That's it, young man. You're coming with me. Please. <laughs> I should like send you this link so you can actually see the uh, the Homer in a box. Yeah, <laughs> I dropped it to you in the Skype window. But yeah, this is um, this is definitely one of those pretty classic episodes. But uh, yeah, what uh, what was your reaction? Just kind of well, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But my the the best part was when you actually saw him like his head with the with the hat on looking like a jack-o'-lantern yeah what'd you what'd you think about the uh the uh, that that effect it was i thought it was kind of clever it was good it wasn't it was good for sure yeah i think it's one of my favorite things about some of these old ones uh that knowing that they didn't have you know the kind of effects available the the way they would get around some of these things was was pretty clever i thought oh no i enjoyed it for sure i just liked it the other part I liked was that the dog, like there was one dog left in the town that he hadn't ran off yet. And then he's just like, he's a mean dog. I don't like that dog. And then you just like stop hearing the dog. Yeah. The, there's a lot of creepy stuff like that where he like, he says something and then, uh, yeah. So they did, interestingly, um, they did a, um, a remake of this. Because you know they've they've done the Twilight Zone series like three or four times, trying to remake uh, the show, including including the one now. Yeah, as I was say, isn't one of the Key and Peele guys doing it now? Yeah, Jordan Jordan Peele is uh, is producing the one that. Uh, um, well, they did like a season of it on CBS All Access. I don't know if they're going to do more or not. I've only watched a couple of them, but uh, uh, yeah, there there was one in the I think it was in the. 90s or maybe early 2000s where they did it called it's still a good life and it was a grown-up anthony played by the same kid who was oh, you know, wow. an adult and cloris leachman was the um was the aunt um and she was uh reprised her role too and uh and this time um it was anthony's daughter uh had the power as well something like that and so it was uh i've i've watched it it was uh it's not too bad the kid uh didn't didn't grow up to be that great an actor so that kind of holds it back a little bit but um but still funny to uh to kind of come back to that premise all right so let's uh let's rank gentlemen start your rankings I'm going to find some some clever little ditty to put under here. Okay, I got mine in there. Oh, really? 
doing a little uh doing a little rework here. I just can't believe how high you've got the midnight sun. I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. And you know what? Shout out to Steve. I think I like Spur of the Moment better than Midnight Sun also. In fact, it might boo. Hmm. Mm. It's in a solid... It's in Spur of the Moment's in a solid... Uh, solid fourth for me right now. It's a good life fell down below a... Uh, yeah, for, for me, It's a Good Life uh, is near the top because it is so... Um, the concept oh, has been even, touched. I didn't see how, fire, how high you put it up there. Yeah, yeah, it's up there for me. Just the the Simpsons gag, uh, you know, that, that... Like, this see, is one... I'd seen this one yeah. a long time ago. There's a lot wrapped up in it. You've got um, a lot more, yeah. You've got a lot more in it than I do. So I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it where I've got it. Yeah, you don't don't, don't let me uh, sway you too much. On well, that I'm one. I'm trying to decide if I thought you can come up now, Mrs. Milliken was better than it or not. The Phantom Farmhouse is better than a good. It's a good life for me. I just think I like the Phantom Farmhouse because it had to do with werewolves or lichens. I like the smile, please. I'm just, I'm most happy with myself that I put smile, please, up towards the top. Oh my God, I didn't realize it made it like way up there for you. You just liked that it was short and funny. No, it was just so stupid. Like, yeah, like the fact that it was like 30 30 seconds long and it made me laugh. Like, yeah, it needs to go towards the top. But that's what's great about you and I having our own list. We don't have to debate on what goes where. Yeah, isn't it? I think that's. Uh, I think that's the fun part. Um, let's see here. I'm still. Oh, did you know I can change your rankings for you if I wanted to? You can. That's one of our like. That's like a gentleman's agreement. Like we won't. Oh, like, yeah. Won't, the, the Trello board that, is shared, but no, we should not mess I around won't. with each other's things. So I shouldn't put hocus pocus at the top of yours. No, you should not. <laughs> I might do it myself later, but for, for now, I think I'm sticking. That's hilarious. Uh, sticking with this. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think if we do have more listeners, they should put their comments in the Twitter under the episode that they have listened to. Yeah, I, th- I think you and I probably will stick with Trello for the time being because it is pretty easy to reorder. I like that part about it. Um. But we may, I'm not going to give up looking for something where maybe even like listeners could do their own alongside us or something like that would be kind of fun. Yeah. All right. So let me reveal to you what is next. So for our next episode, oh, well, first, I guess we should kind of give the brief version of what our rankings look like now. So. Uh, I'll tell mine and then you can tell yours. So I've still got quality of mercy at the top, uh, followed by Frisbee. And then I've got, it's a good life as number three. Um, uh, I moved no time like the past up to number four. Um, and then midnight sun was the other one we watched here. I've got it kind of in the middle. I've got it just below Mrs. Milliken and above the phantom farmhouse. And then most mm-hmm. of the rest of my ranking I've left unchanged. So what about you? Uh, mine's pretty much the same. I've got Hocus Pocus at the top. Um, I moved uh, Smile Please up to number two. It was at the bottom of my list, but I was looking at my list earlier and decided that was not where it needed to be. 
Um, and then I threw No Time Like a Past. It moved down a little bit. Um, it's a good life I have between the Phantom Farmhouse and You Can Come Up Now, Mrs. Milliken. And then I got the Midnight Sun. And then I've got the three of the other certain shadows on the wall, the house, and silent snow, secret snow down at the bottom. So I feel like the middle of my list has changed a lot. But the top and the middle and the bottom have pretty much stayed consistent. All right. Well, that said, for next time, our next two episodes we're going to watch and discuss. One is Twilight Zone. Ep- uh, season one, episode 19. It's called The Purple Testament. Uh, I think I can go ahead and warn you that is another war-themed episode. Okay. And another Twilight Zone, Season 3, Episode 24. This one's called To Serve Man. That one is a is a pretty famous episode. But I don't think... Um, I don't think it's something you would have come across. Some of the... Some of it may seem a little bit familiar as you uh, as you get further into it. Um, so yeah, so that's the next two we'll discuss. Okay. And until then, I guess we can uh, bid adieu to our uh, uh, to Stephen and anybody else who might have tuned in. <laughs> yeah, if you if you need if you want a shout out in a podcast. Just hit us up on Twitter. Let yeah, well, us know. We'll, we'll throw a name out there. We don't want to sound too desperate. Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure Steven's probably tired of us just talking about him by now. I don't know. This this could have, this could be his dream come true. Which, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me, but at the same time, maybe he wants to share the wealth and let other people be Let's try. I was just going to encourage, if, it is, if, it is, if this has been a dream come true for Steven, I'm going to encourage him to maybe set his sights a little bit higher than... Uh, no, don't then, do, then a shout out on a, on a Steven don't you do that don't you listen to him I mean I'm not discounting anything I mean I appreciate uh, you know any and any uh any the time he spent listening for sure exactly <laughs> <laughs> well I can't wait for the next one yeah, yeah at least you, they're at least they're both Twilight Zones again I'm trying to look ahead on the list to see if uh, you're gonna get like a double night gallery I'm just gonna need you to just, if there is another double night gallery and there's another double Twilight Zone. Just mix it up and make it one of each. I will. I will. I think that's you know. Thank the, you. That's it'll I'm, still be random for you. I'm trusting, I'll just make it a little bit of uh, forced randomness if necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you put some kind of algorithm in that makes it choose that way? I'll just hand. Uh, I'll make it a little bit artisanal. I'll I'll handcraft it for you to make sure it's not. Uh, Thank not you. Too bad. And I'm. I'm sure our listeners would appreciate that as well because when we just do night gallery, I'm kind of not happy about it the whole time. <laughs> yep, and uh, and just so people know, um, in case anybody was used to uh, in the past in the show notes, I have put um, links in where people could go find the show's streaming to watch them. I'm quitting doing that because the streaming rights are changing all the time, so it's really kind of pointless i'll put a link in that works this week but if somebody listens to it in the future that link or, probably won't work yeah it may or may not work yeah. things are going on and off netflix all the time hulu um there's so many deals happening in that space that it's really not worth trying to do so what i'll tell you for certain is um 
I'll continue to put in the show notes links where you can purchase the box sets for both Night Gallery and Twilight Zone. Uh, you can do that through Amazon. Um, there'll be affiliate links in the show notes. So if somebody actually does click on those, uh, that's a way of supporting the show because we'll get like, you know, a fraction of a penny uh, when you do that because Amazon's so nice. super generous. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody go buy the box sets. Steven, if you don't already own them, <laughs> grab them on Amazon with the links below. And uh, and uh, so, yeah, that'll defray the cost of the, uh, the, the sweet new equipment that Brandon is using to uh, record on his end. Maybe we should get some merch. We should get some random Sterling merch. If we, uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll promise you this: if we get uh, more than more than just uh, one named listener, uh, we get a few people listening. Uh, I'll go to the trouble of actually paying somebody to uh, make some professional art for the show instead of the thing that I made in myself. <laughs> I enjoy it. It looks good. Uh, I think we we need some coffee mugs. It's it's if, good enough. If, if people really want it, we'll start doing, we can do video recordings and upload them on YouTube. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I do podcasts for scratch, a reason, bro. It's because scratch that. I want the, I want my, my voice a, can be out there. I don't want a, my face out there. You have a great, is it because you have a great face for radio? I do have an excellent face for radio. Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. Love you too, bro. Um, and that said, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up. We'll talk to everybody next time. See you guys later.